This is the Big Finish Podcast, official launch date 9th of October 2017. Yes, I got the opening announcement right this week. <laughs> Hooray, I'm slightly incompetent. I'm the, I, I can't even read that out. I'm the slightly incompetent Nick Briggs, you see. What I did last time was that I said it was the 10th of October, but the 10th is it's October. Not, it's not even happened yet. Oh, I, I know, see. I know, I know. Nobody noticed. No one know. wrote in and said you got that. But the last time I got something wrong like that, immediately someone wrote in. But um, I think I got the year wrong last time. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 1805. <yes. laughs> uh, may I introduce to you, nay, may I welcome back my esteemed co-host, Benji Clifford. Greetings, greetings. It's great to be back. And let me remind you... That's right, all you folks at home, that we at Big Finish are the proud purveyors of the finest audio drama in whichever dimension you're currently inhabiting. Never a truer word spoken, Benji. Uh, Doctor Who, Torchwood, Blake Seven, The Prisoner, Dark Shadows, loads of stuff. I think it said Dark Shadows. <laughs> dark, I don't dark, know what that is, but it's shadows. brilliant as well. Oh, well, that, it sounds great. Whatever. Let's do it. Let's co- commission it, Nick. Yes. Uh, so coming, coming soon. <laughs> dark Shadows. Um, <laughs> so coming up in this podcast, all your favourite features. Yes, the news, listeners' emails, the guest star interview, the randomoid selectatron, the latest releases roundup, and our 15-minute drama tease. This week's interview is with actor Claudia Grant, who plays Susan, granddaughter of the First Doctor, in our upcoming First Doctor adventures. She uh, first played that role in the 2013 drama about the creation of the Doctor Who TV series, Adventures in Space and Time, and uh, is not to be confused with the original, the elder stateswoman of Doctor Who, Carol Ford, who is brilliant and who will continue to be working with us lots. Um, we actually have some great plans for her. And more on that story sometime later. And then we've got the 15-minute drama tease for today, which is Dark Shadows, Tony and Cassandra. Y- yes, yes, tell us a bit about the Tony and Cassandra mysteries, Benji, because you... What did you do? Well, I did a little. I did a little voice for it. Uh, it, was, it was. It was. Well, it was this amazing thing that uh, Tom Saunders, who does all the videos and stuff, he told me a little bit about it, and that it's this sort of seventiesy, sort of spoofy kind of uh, dark shadowsy, spoofy sort of thing. <laughs> and he said, oh, I, would, "I just need a voice that sounds like the seventies." And so I was like, "Well, count me in, Buster." And then I realised it's American, you know, because I was, you know, I was gearing up for the old, you know. And now you're listening to BBC One, you know, like, you know, Radio yeah. One. But then, of course, it's American. So, yeah, hammed, hammed that up a bit, didn't I? With the sort of classic American accent that only you hear here on this radiogram. <laughs> it was very good. Very good. Anyway, yes, have a look out for that on YouTube. It's also, I think, on our site in the, um, uh, the news section, you know, the little video trailer for the Tony and Cassandra mysteries when they met. It was magic. It was magic. It sounds like, it's like I, it just whenever I did sounds that, like heart to heart. It, it sounds a bit like you know, like um, the new from video and DVD. <laughs> it's magic, you know, like <laughs> terrible nineties cassettes. When they met, it was moiter. <laughs> it right. was moiter. Hey, hey, I'm working here. I'm working here. <laughs> Any road up? Here's the blimmin' news. This is the Big Finish News. You, Nick and Benji. 
horrible noise. What? That was what? That, what? That was my new instrument. It's called a bit of plastic that was on the table. <laughs> Have you not found your kazoo? And um, the kazoo is somewhere. I've got this. Oh, okay. I think the yeah. kazoo is in a bag over there, but it would mean getting up and walking. And... Ugh, no, let's not do that. But no. listen, you know, next time. Oh, I've got a sort of funny little set. That's my chair going back. <laughs> I, I've, I've got some strange drums. Oh, I'm just, going to, I'm just going to get them. Hold on. <laughs> this is actually far more involved than I expected. <laughs> oh, I've got Just talk, some, talk amongst yourself, folks. <laughs> At least one of these things I've been intending to actually use in a soundtrack. I'm just, I'm just uh, balancing two sets of um And it's well here. worth it. <sighs> so uh, the drums, as promised, are these. Oh, I used to love those. They are oh, so it. fun. And then there's uh, obviously a mouth organ. Thank you. And this. Oh, I've got one of those somewhere. Imagine if the whole of the rest of the podcast was just this. <laughs> With occasionally, occasional sort of howling over the top, you know. Oh. <laughs> it's just uh, you know people keep sort of pushing forward on their player like he can't be still doing it <laughs> just loving it yeah i'm particularly proud of this bit oh. <laughs> what um what's it called I, I don't know what it's called I, I i had one of those and i remember um, me and my friend will well, i said my friend he was in my band as my drummer we thought that we'd be really clever and try and re reorganize the metal bits to go up in in a chromatic scale oh yeah and we just ruined the entire instrument and it was really sad i can tell you that went in the bin I don't know what it's made of. It looks like it's made of a coconut. That it is, like coconut. it is. It's definitely made of a coconut. Beautifully patterned. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, is this the news? <laughs> this is the news, yeah, but but it's but that that's much better than news, you know. This is <laughs> The news is we have new instruments. <laughs> They'd be good on survivors actually. Oh, we've got the happiness patrol coming in now. <laughs> Thank you. Let's end on a high note. <laughs> So, hey, like it, like it. So, let's uh, let's crack a lack on here then. So, the news is a bit of a funny old thing this week. So, Nick, care to explain more? Oh, uh, well, it's the annual stock take in the Big Finish Warehouse. Crazy. This is very domestic, yeah. So, although several releases were set to go out this week, um, we can't guarantee which ones, or if any will go out. Um, uh, they're there, you know, but, you know, uh, our lovely sales team are busy uh, it's quite a lot of stock to go through. So keep an eye on the Big Finish website for news of releases this week. You know, it could be the Sixth Doctor main range release, the Beer Moth, or the Behemoth, or however you want to say it. Here's the trailer for that. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Mrs. Clark, Mrs. Ramon, and <clears throat> the Doctor. Very discreet. Thank you. This is asking for trouble. Doctor Who. The behemoth. Theodosia. Might I have the honor? Oh, sir. 
You may indeed. Good grief. He's rather good. Gorembe. Gorembe. Are you there? They are hunting me. They have taken him away because they are our masters. England should be ashamed. And one day your filthy trade will be swept away. Utter one word and I'll have him flocked to death. And you too. Get off me! Get off! Let me out! Let me out! Doctor! It is there. The dragon. Connie, look out! Big finish. We love stories. You destroyed my foundry. Oh, a big explosion can be hugely satisfying. Or it could be Doctor Who, The Early Adventures, The Outliers, starring Annika Wills and Fraser Hines. And here's the trailer for that. Uh, come on then, uh, you won't believe where we are. You've landed a slap in the middle of a flood. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The Early Adventures. The Outliers. So, uh, where are we, Doctor? Your, your, your future somewhere. I, I should say it's very interesting. Oh, yeah? Every house is the same. Stretching off at... Well, it could be miles. She's after the TARDIS. Very sensibly, Jamie. It's the one thing out of place. Uh, we're in... We're in some kind of mine, but the size of it. They dig out whatever they're after, and then they're left with huge tunnels, which they fill with houses. Aye, but why? For people to live in, of course. You're an Earth examiner. It is what the badge says. It happens when you're alone. Doctor, this thing, it must be intelligent. There must be an error. It's impossible. Flooding is getting worse. Doctor! Doctor! Big finish. We love stories. Is, uh, is everyone here? Is anyone not accounted for? Or it could even be Blake 7 Crossfire Part 1. You guessed it, is the trailer for that one. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Blake 7. Crossfire Part 1. Federation Blaster! That was definitely a Federation Blaster! Do we have what we came for now? Proof that the Federation has returned to Air One? Yes, Villa, I think we do. What does she want? I don't know. Does it matter? Servalan is on Air One, on a mission classified above top secret. The Singing Crave. What is that? <laughs> questions, questions. Well, I need to know. Is this connected with your goddess Electra? Oh, your goddess too. Electra shines through everyone. I require input. Input? This unit requires input. What kind of input? Who are you? I require input. Identify yourself. The designation of this unit is Alta 6. Avon, what's going on down there? I finally worked out where we are. 
Villa, stand by to lock on and teleport us back on my signal. On my way. Karen, isolate all systems all way. Avon, Avon, come in. What's happened to you, Villa? Things are different now. I've changed, and I'm not going to let you win. Critical damage to Dock Channel 2. Hull integrity failing. Immediate evacuation. Immediate evacuation. Help me! Help! Please, Gally! Help me! Big finish. So, onto a fantastic bit of news. For those of you worrying about when our adaptation of The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells is out, well, it's finally been confirmed for a February 2018 release. Oh, at last, Nick. So, who is in it, Nick? Tell us more. Well, it's Richard Armitage of The Hobbit, Spooks and Robin Hood and loads of other stuff fame. He's, uh, um, here's, a brief, he's, he's a brief snippet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's a brief snippet of, of the stuff that went on at the studio recording this weekend, actually in the future from now. So I've no idea whether there's actually going to be anything here or indeed whether this item will be included. But let's but see. Why not? So, Richard Armitage, here you are doing the Martian invasion of Earth. Here we are. Yes. Playing Herbert H.G. Wells, right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. He's in the thick of it. Is yes. it a book that you've... Um, read or you know i've never read the book but i i was very aware of the legend behind the original radio recording of it which i think is uh one of the inspirations for any kind of audio work that i do is this idea that the you know you can tune into the radio and hear something that is instantly believable and can make people run out of their houses with their hands above their heads screaming thinking that there's an alien invasion of earth um but yeah it's i just love i love audio recordings and i uh, you know it's a great story so your motivation here is to make people run. to make people run out of their houses <laughs> screaming and thinking there's a pit with little aliens creeping out of it. Now we've just done a morning's worth, just the first morning. Has, has you know, silly me asking you really because I'm the director. It depends how I don't know how polite you want to be. How's it been going so far? It's great and it's so nice to to sort of be in a room. Normally when I do audio work, it's just me alone in a booth, and it's really nice to have other actors to play with and work with and the amazing array of voices and commitment to each character. Um, there's only five of us, but the, we're creati creating a lot of different people. But I'm very excited to see how the story turns out, because I don't know yet. And remember, folks, that The Martian Invasion of Earth, uh, which is an audio dramatisation of The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells, will be released in February 2018. And finally, in the interest of giving you, the listeners, some insight into the crazy busy world of Big Finish, Nick spent a week and a bit documenting his Big Finish life on audio, that's right. And, and over the next few podcasts, we'll be dipping into this. So here's the first segment from My Big Finish Life. Hello, here I am. This is uh, going to be my week and a bit, um, which may or may not be interesting. You can hear in the background possibly BBC Breakfast playing. I got up at six this morning and uh, because I'm heading to Wadhurst, I'll just uh, mute that. Uh, heading to Wadhurst to be Sherlock Holmes for three days and then I'm off to Port Marion 
uh, to direct and present a 20-minute prisoner play that I've written um, for a big 50th anniversary celebration of The Prisoner there. And then after that, I'll be going on to producing uh, two days of Sylvester McCoy. Um, so I'm, I'm meant to give you... What, what sort of things am I supposed to give you a window into here? Well, uh, I, I'm, I mean, I could tell you that... Um, all sorts of boring stuff about all the medication I have to take every morning, but I won't go into that. <laughs> I can hear a very small violin playing um, uh, because of the tragedy of my life. Um, or oh, the fact that, you know, I have to use some special shampoo because I've got this eye condition that so many people of my age have got called blepharitis and I forgot to get it out of my suitcase and then halfway through the shower I had to go and get it and so there's water all over the floor which I'll have to mop up um, and you know the other thing is I'm meant to wear this heated iPad for 10 minutes at a time about three times a day I don't literally have 10 minutes where I can stop doing things to just lie on a bed with a heated iPad on my eyes I'm afraid that bit of the um, Treatment goes um, out the window. Um, uh, also, things on my to-do list. I've got some Charlotte Pollard Series 3 uh, scripts uh, written by Ian Meadows, and I'm doing rewrites on those. Uh, they seem brilliant so far, but there's quite a bit of work to do, obviously. Um, there's a script for the Sylvester McCoy range. Um, this isn't the full title, but it's, I've got noted down Quantum Possibility. It's by Guy Adams, and I'm directing it probably in December. So I've got to go through that. Uh, last night, I was rereading the Sherlock Holmes scripts I'm going to be doing this week and uh, doing some more marking up on my iPad with my fabled um, Apple Pencil. Uh, there's a pitch I've just written for a new series, some uh, top secret <laughs> new copyright thingy that we want to get a license for uh there's a third doctor script i have to read but uh, i've had all the potential scheduling sorted out on that but yeah uh what else is there oh there's another script i am writing um which is for a doctor who series that i can't mention something to do with the eighth doctor and um what's that other thing oh why's that fallen off my list anyway i'm going to be heading off to get the train any minute now uh, i can only hope fervently that this will get more interesting from the other things I've mentioned um, I suddenly realised there are two other scripts I'm supposed to be working on soon one of, that's, one of them is uh, raining of course um, one of them is uh, a fourth doctor Dalek adventure yes um and uh, a great thing is that uh, Jason Hay Gallery has returned from his travels, and so he's slowly but surely catching up with all the emails that I and 
everyone else at Big Finish have been sending him for the last five days or so. So bit by bit we're getting these replies and we're thinking, what's that about? Oh yeah, yes. I would just, uh, that's me walking into a wall. Uh, I would just stress um, that any trivial nonsense I talk about that sounds like me busy, being busy, is... uh, being experienced equally by everyone else at Big Finish uh, you know particularly David Richardson I'd say and Sue Cowley is always extremely busy with the ingesting of digital material and working on uh, getting our new website ready with Hughes Media uh, she's managed to find some time to have a holiday which was booked over a year ago and of course these things always fall at times that aren't convenient but how can you tell a year in advance <laughs> and uh, so I'm quite envious of Sue just uh, being somewhere where she needn't answer emails what was the other thing I'm supposed to remember oh dear I've left my wallet and my uh, rail tickets back at my flat I'm going to have to go all the way back to get them brilliant This train is the southern service to London Bridge. The next station is London Bridge. You made it. If you see something that doesn't look right, please speak to staff or text British Transport Police on 61016. We will sort it. Oh, brilliant. My train to Tunbridge Wells is cancelled. Great. Now what? Well, I better let Kim Bentley know that I'm going to be late. Hopefully I'm not needed early. Fingers crossed. My engineering work that should have finished, uh, which was an overrun anyway, approximately 7.30 this morning, there's been further complications means that the work will now continue until at least 10 a.m. which I can see means that probably all the trains to Tunbridge Wells are going to be cancelled until 10 a.m. I mean apart from anything else I could have maybe not got up quite so early. (laughs) Oh well I should just sit down and do some work quiet somewhere. We are sorry for the obvious inconvenience caused to your journey and are working hard to get the normal service of the morning again as quickly as possible. It's the only way you can do it, sir. Okay. But there's bus services in operation between Seven Oaks and Tunbridge. It's whatever they're doing in Seven Oaks Tunnel. We don't know what the work have done over the weekend, but it's uh, over, overrun quite badly. It should have cleared a quarter to four this morning, but it hasn't. So, right, sorry about that. I suppose it's not right, but he can't help it. In fact, fans, it's a shorter train than I normally get, so it's going to be quite packed. Due to the lack of space. 
Knockholt, Dunton Green and Sevenoaks. This train is formed of eight coaches. Right, it's on the right. You can just see the entrance there, yeah. And if you pull over by the first bungalow, it's, it's right on the right inside. Thanks. Just here where the porch is. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. Could you give me a receipt, please? Cheers, thanks a lot. Honestly, it was like over 10 years ago. So. Okay, fantastic. Morning, Nick. Morning, Nick. Morning. Morning. Hello, Mr. Well, I wrote and directed it, that's why I remember. Oh, it. I get it. It's called you. Creatures of Beauty. Yeah, yeah, no, that's why that your name's so familiar. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Doctor Who, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Peter Davison. With Peter yeah. Davison, that's right. And it was all in the wrong order. The story was all yeah. confused. And I was a Nazi I was... alien, I think. Yeah, something like that. You think we're going to be all right? We'll be fine with you. Good. <laughs> oh, is that on? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, yes, we'll be fine. Okay. Have you informed everybody of the um, utter nightmare that the public transport system has been this morning? Yes, I think that will be evident. Okay. Um, no, it will be absolutely fine. I always schedule to finish at about five o'clock anyway. Yeah. Um, just to allow for this sort of thing. So um, we were scheduled to finish early and we always finish slightly ahead of schedule as well so, so we're going to be finished before we're only starting 45 well maybe an hour late yeah what's your first scene because no, i even do? i always schedule to start slightly late as well Two. yeah so we'll only be 40 because <laughs> i don't i i schedule to start dead on time no. oh, and we, then of course you never do no always leave um uh, contingencies beginning and end of the day yeah. It's a funny thing. I was talking with Nigel about it when, when Nigel arrived, and, and we're all. This it's is Nigel Hastings, an, yes. an actor of uh, this parish. It, it's, it's drummed into us all, um, particularly if we've been to drama school, that we mustn't be late. Mm. Um, mm. And, and of course, we try not to be, but there's nothing you can do if public transport lets you down. No. It, 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 it was spectacular today. It, was spe yeah. it went it spectacularly bad. Um, there, there's the. If you're. If it's a 10 minute delay and you've only left yourself 10 or 15 minutes to get somewhere, then that is your own fault. You should always aim to arrive early anyway. Yes. But if it goes, it's a, it's a, the transport system in this country is on a knife edge. It only takes one thing yeah. to bring the whole thing to a grinding halt. So there's, there's nothing that can be done. I mean, I've been up since six o'clock this morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I always get here insanely early, but that's, for that reason, the sort of contingency thing, yeah, and also 
I don't know if there's anything that needs discussing. I better get some cash ready. Either because I said to Richard, if he doesn't have any cash, you know, just get in the cab and I'll pay when he gets here. Yeah, I'll do that. He should be here any moment. And same for Eve as well. I don't think she'll be far behind. Just rustling in my pocket to try and get my glasses up. So just waiting for. Uh, Richard to turn up in a cab. I'm a bit worried he won't have enough money or any money with him. <laughs> and so I've got some cash to pay the cab driver. Here we are out in the Kent countryside. It's been a bit of a rainy morning, so hopefully not raining now though. Well, I think this is him, yes. Hello. Could I have a receipt, please? Yeah, sure. Have you come out to pay? That's very kind. I thought I would. How much is it? It's £12. Pounds. £12. Pounds. Thank, you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. It's very kind. Hello. Hello. All right. All right. Thank you. A little treat. That's all right. <laughs> so, good journey. I'll tell you what, anything ISIS can do, Network Rail can do far better. <laughs> ISIS, you get a grazed knee and a. You know, the police get excited and the BBC get excited, but network rather. Right? <laughs> you know what they're doing. Turn on county to a standstill. One bloke with a spade. This is Richard. Nigel. Hi. Hi, Richard. Hey, Nigel. Hi. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Hi. Luckily, I've recorded some of it on my iPhone already. Oh, do apologise <laughs> for the dreadful joke. <laughs> yeah. You go, right, you just play that back. I'm mate. free. I'll play back your iPhone. Brilliant. I you should have thought that. This. Oh, and there's a quick question. <laughs> Is there an implied verb? No, it's it's actually the thing. No. The the the, thi the the thing is the rule doesn't apply here because there's no way of saying this sentence yeah. with regards to you alone. Is there? It's just, you know you know what I mean about the elegance. Right. Yeah, yeah. There existed between Miss Dumont and I a state of considerable sympathy, as if we're both equal yeah. subjects in the sentence. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. You do, yeah, do yeah, become clear the details of the conversation which passed between the two of us during that long journey are in place upon my memory. I've finished. Hey, you've got more to do. Yes. Yeah. Are you? Are you? St are we still on the same train to go back yeah, or yeah, back? Yeah. I'll hang on for him, shall I? What did he say? I d he didn't. He didn't. He's not pressed the button. That should take about a day. Place. Yeah, I should say. <laughs> it's like a week on its own. <laughs> right, I'll just clear out. And now you know what Nick gets up to every week. And there'll be more from Nick's My Big Finish Life next week here on the Big Finish Podcast. Did we say, and finally, well, hang on a minute.
Just a reminder that Captain Scarlet is out there right now. A great big deluxe box set of original audio episodes from the 1960s with a brand new all-star audio documentary included and three volumes of the Spectrum Files, enhanced audiobooks of the three 1967 TV tie-in novels. Here's an audio mashup to give you a multicoloured flavour of it all. Spectrum is indeed green. Captain Scarlet is indestructible. You are not. Remember this. Do not try to imitate him. Calling all Spectrum agents. SIG for Kellogg's Sugar Smacks. I could do with a hot bath. Right now, I can't think of a greater luxury. <laughs> Be seeing you. There he goes. Over that rise. About 300 yards right of my position. Uh, we know. Lieutenant Viridian arrived in the SPV. Goodbye, my dear. It may be that we shall never meet again. Got it! Oh, no! We will destroy your moon. One man. A man who is different. Chosen by fate. Caught up in Earth's unwanted conflict with the Mysterons. Determined. Courageous. Indestructible. His name? Captain Scarlet. And that really is the end of the news. I just want to hear that. And there it is, it's gone. <laughs> the news has drifted in a in this sort of melodic haze, and it's it's it may very well be drifting into your living room. It could be oh. drifting through your office. It might even be down the park, who knows? That's where the news is. Oh, hello! Is that the news? <laughs> You're, you're a week early. <laughs> Time now for the glory of the returning listeners' emails. That's right. Well, last week we had a podcast without emails at all. I mean, just disgraceful. So I'm thinking of making a complaint, that's right, yeah, to the UN. Why? Because I love emails, that's right, I, I read that in my mind as I love snails. I love snails! <laughs> I don't, I can't stand them. I like them, I don't, it's, it's a love-hate sort of thing, they're disgusting, but I do appreciate they carry their home on their back. I'm going off on one, uh, but remember, all you have to do to join us is email us at podcast at bigfinish.com, that's P to the O to the D cast at bigfinish.com, full stop, don't put the full stop in. That was misleading information. So, first up then, this is a fantastic email from Alex Hargrave. Hi, Nick and Benji. It is fantastic to hear that David Bradley has been warmly welcomed into the Big Finish family. Bradley gave a superb and heartfelt performance in An Adventure in Space and Time, and I cannot wait to discover what fiendish plots Big Finish have in store. Is it likely that the first box set will have an early release to coincide with the twice with twice upon a time? Also, are there still plans for Nick's much disused adaptation of Doctor Disgust. Who? Disgust. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what did I say? Disused. M- disused. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna use that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, are there still plans for Nick's much? <laughs> My, Nick's muck. Does, 
just this, what? Just this idea of like, like you coming into the office with this big, big book. Like, oh, I finally finished the adaptation of uh, an exciting adventure with the Daleks. Just seeing Sue pick it up and just go, thanks, Nick, and throw it in the bin. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, also, uh, are there still plans for Nick's much-discussed adaptation of Doctor Who, an exciting adventure with the Daleks? Now, on to my more controversial question. Well, should I just discuss that one quickly? Well, why first? not? Why? I mean, yeah. I don't know. We're going to ask the BBC about it. We're going to submit it and see, see whether that's okay by them. But I'd certainly like to do that next time round. There we go. <laughs> Just doing this really badly. Thank you. I love it. Such a good instrument. So now, dear on to- podcast, please do not make that noise anymore. Please ban the instrument. Ban it. Ban it. I'm just, I remember, you know, when you had that sound effects board. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got Everyone some, hated some of that. the some of the tweets I was getting from that. Never make it happen again. <laughs> make it stop. <laughs> I tuned in, heard that, and got confused. Um, <laughs> So yes, carrying on with the email anyway. So now on to my more controversial question. Is it likely that we will see a, a similar reimagined box set in season seven starring Tim Chalor's Doctor and new actors portraying the Brigadier and Liz Shaw? Oh, well, uh, I would never rule it out. There are no plans for it at the moment. Do you know, um, Frank Skinner once said to me, <laughs> hold on. I just dropped a name there. <laughs> uh, he said to me that, uh, he said in his view, he said he thought that the that um, there should be at least one original cast member in it. I don't know whether that's everyone's view, but it, that, he was kind of saying, yeah, it's all right to get new people to play the parts, but there has to be one original cast member, he said. Uh, so uh, I just that was a very bad impersonation of Frank Skinner. I thought. Um, so I don't know, but I kind of would love to do it. You know, I think if you do these I, things, we've been talking could... to the lovely people at the Hazeman Literary Estate, and um, you know, the Brigadier has to come back, doesn't he? Yeah. Anyway, well, I think I think you know, do it like like the adventure in in space and time sort of vibe. You know, I I like that idea. I like sort of tributes and reinterpretations and all this sort of thing hmm. I'd my never rule it out no plans but I'd never rule it out it's where it just cuts and it's just me and you doing the roles really badly <laughs> what's that cancel doctor? the destructor code <laughs> trap over there five rounds round. just like playing it as John Put- I don't know why I even did that Jump over there five rounds I can't do his voice I can't, I, I, I can't do I Nicholas just, Courtley's voice wouldn't want to the, no, no one can do Nicholas Courtley's voice that's for darn sure that's for uh, darn sure that's for darn sure that's my autobiography title um, I I, um, I can only do it's just that there are only a couple of moments in the Brigadier's history where he just goes completely bonkers doesn't he and shouts and the, the cancel the destructor code is one of them cancel the destructor code <laughs> in robot you know it's like he's fed up. He just he's going to kill someone if the right thing doesn't happen. I can't think that's is there another example of the brigadier absolutely losing it? I want to say he loses it completely in battlefield, but maybe he doesn't. In what my head he, he does, but I, don't, I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember. really remember battlefield. I only remember the earlier ones. Oh, like a, I just remember the destroyer and all that saliva coming out of his mouth. <laughs> that's the main <laughs> thing I remember about battlefield. 
<laughs> and thinking, it's, is that necessary? So, Do I need to see this much dribble? It's obviously, you know, it's it the, the fifth take. It was a, a heavy day. Just wanted to go home, probably. Just want to go to a pub, chill out. You know. Dribble. Dribble, dribble, Cancel dribble. the destructor code! <laughs> I'm just seeing this waveform in my head. Just a block. Just a brick wall of sound there. <laughs> I, my theory is, it's not true, obviously, but my, my theory is that, that that actually, there was about three, there were about three more pages for that scene. And Nick Courtney just got fed up with it going on. I just thought, I'm just going to get cut to the crux of this and just go, Cancel the destructor code! <laughs> Never mind the esoteric discussion! Do it! <laughs> Well, you know, if you're going to Back be... up! Yeah, that's that's what should have happened. That is what should have happened. Straight away. Straight yeah, away. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just going to continue this email here. And yeah, it, it yeah, is, yeah. Sorry it is, about that. Still, there is an email, isn't there? Uh, so I'll admit here that as a huge fan of John Pertwee's Doctor, I was quite sceptical about the recasting of this era uh, 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 when it was first announced that Tim Trelaw would be assuming the role. But after a fantastic premiere of uh, Light at the End and three wonderful box sets, I now see that I shouldn't have worried. Big finish. Right, right has done the era proud. Uh, I hope your faithful Big Finish listeners won't be against the idea of an additional recasting, as was the case with The Prisoner, The Avengers, Sapphire and Steel, and The First Doctor Adventures. New actors portraying the Brig and Liz Shaw wouldn't be replacing the marvellous original cast, because, let's face it, no one ever could, but instead open up exciting new possibilities for Big Finish to explore. Mm, Argued. I would love to hear Big Finish tackle this notably bleaker period in unit history that gave us the first Auton invasion, cave monsters on Wenley Moor, the Mars Probe 7 incident, and the notorious Stalman Gas Project. I bet Benji would have a field day mucking about with the moody blues-inspired synth and the Ambassadors of Death-style pre-credit title sequences uh, in that unique mix of uh, late 60s and early 70s Who. That was season seven. You're damn right I would. You're damn right Mm. I'd be firing up the the modular synthesizers and and playing around. Count me in, buster. Um, So yes, uh, carrying on here. What is the capital of Australia? How many beans make five? Van Leiden, right. Cut it open. <laughs> you have to do that as John Percy. What is it, the capital of Australia? But How many beans make five? Van Leiden, right. Right. Cut, cut it, open. it open. But it's, it's because of... Curse of the destruction. <laughs> it's because I was reading it and, and trying to work out what was going on because it, it just went over my head until until the end where I said, right, cut it open. You I just, see. just thought we'd gone into some straight... I thought you'd left some questions unanswered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so write in next week. What is the capital of Australia and how many beans make five? And if your name's Van Leiden, then right, cut it open. Um, <laughs> that sounds horrible. It doesn't sound very oh God. I think we all need to calm down. We do, yes. <sighs> Alex Hargrave continues now. <laughs> if we're feeling really brave, we could go for a story with seven episodes or even give Spearhead a prisoner-style reinterpretation. Gosh, just imagine! Uh, wow. Keep up the fantastic work. Looking forward to all the exciting things that you have planned for our 20th year. Also, are there any plans for further Fourth Doctor adventures with Tom Baker and Lala Ward? That's from Alex Hargrave. Brackets sent from the void across the mind. That's a quote from... Who is the Doctor, isn't it? It is the, indeed. Uh, Across the, the, the Void, Beyond, beyond the, mind. the Mind. 
the empty, empty space, space that circles time. time. I see where others stumble blind. The sacred truth bathed in your eyes. Something like that. So they never Eternal find. Wisdom is the my sacred guys. truth they never find, isn't that, it? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I am the doctor. Curse of the destructor code. <laughs> you see, I've been saying for years, uh, just on that point, there's somebody, somebody needs to re-record that with with other doctors doing little bits and bobs um, here and there. It'd be so good, man. It'd be so good. I thought when you said somebody, you meant you. Um, I'm sure there there will be more um, uh, to- Tom Baker and Lala Ward stories. I can't remember where we are with the recording of them. I'm pretty certain there might there be some more. But that's that's a really definite uh, um, uh, um, answer. Um, yes, right. Well, I, I, I certainly feel I should mention at this point uh, input from another Alex, Alex Pass, who posted on my official Facebook page uh, in response to a picture of my son and I sitting in Bessie at the Doctor Who experience that, that a new catchphrase for the podcast should be Great Balls of Fire! In commemoration of John Pertwee's line in The Five Doctors. That's for great dogs. balls of fire. Great balls of fire. Good grief. <laughs> Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Uh, also, um, <laughs> another suggestion for a catchphrase <laughs> that Jamie Anderson and I came up with last night. This just sounds so suspect. Is not a catchphrase, a new series from Big Finish. Don't tell my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> it's because Jamie and I were having a meal... And uh, he, uh, we, we, we had decided to have a pudding, which we weren't going to have. And it was sort of, and, you know, and I've lost some weight recently. So, you know, I've been able to wear some trousers that I haven't worn for about eight years. And um, Jamie said, well, I'll have a pudding, but, but don't tell my partner. And I said, well, don't tell my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> he said, that sounds like a great it's new perfect. series from Big Finish. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Don't tell my trousers. It's got to be played completely straight as well. A completely hard-hitting... So, trousers. I'm afraid I'm not going to tell you what happened last night. <laughs> Just cut to... Oh, the, please tell me! The flapping of... Please tell me! <laughs> of fabric. I don't know why trousers speak like that. But I'm afraid I've been do. having an affair with another pair of trousers. Dun, dun... That was meant to go. <laughs> anyway, uh, next up, this from Lee Wood. Ahoy there, Nick and Benji. I listened to a heart on both sides earlier today and thoroughly enjoyed it. It's now a few hours later and I've been thinking about it ever since. I lost my confidence that it was actually a short trip with a single reader, as all of the characters were so deftly, evocatively created. So I had to go back to make sure. What a Brilliant performance by Sarah Sutton. Really, really excellent. This, for me, is up there with the best of the best Doctor Who productions from Big Finish. The whole production, from sound design to music to direction, all enhanced this definitive performance by Sarah Sutton. Nissa is a great example of how Big Finish have developed some characters who were perhaps not given care by the scripts on TV. And I realise this isn't too controversial a thing to say and that I am perhaps the millionth person to say it. Are you? However, we should say it and appreciate it as much as we can. And if I can just say one more time, what an amazing performance by Sarah Sutton this was. I think you can say that. Absolutely. Uh, have you ever considered producing CDs with binaural sound? What do you think of that? 
Uh, actually, I, I was going to say to you, actually, I, I can answer that one. Um, I was having a discussion with Ken Bentley, who's one of our directors, if you don't already know, and he sent me this link to these amazing sort of new headphones. Uh, it's, it's certainly something, I think, I think a unanimous thing that I, from a lot of people, I think I must have talked about it with Unit. It's something mm. that everybody wants to do. It's, it's just how well it's executed, really. I think if you're going to do it, it's got to be really good. Um, and I think that most people listen in a way where it wouldn't really work for them. You absolutely. Know, most people listen in the car, in the gym, riding a bike, going for a walk. You know, um, I'm, it's binaural sound. You have to sit down and really I'm much more of the fate. Like the, in my opinion, what I think, uh, I think either a, a very, very short sort of... No, something for a novelty factor or the other idea I had about it was to actually if you're going to do it then, then do it as a kind of experience make it the sort of thing that you could take to an event and have it yeah. you know what what better than sitting sitting somewhere and actually having the weeping angels moving around you and and, and things like that something yeah, like yeah. that but it's 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 one of those things I think it's more let let because you can do binaural sound now, but I think it's one of those things. Let technology move forward a bit until 3D sound becomes a real thing, because I think it will. The headphone market's huge, but at the moment, yeah, like Nick said, people, you know, some is a very. Uh, it's in terms of music, actually, when you're making a CD, one of the things they say now is that you test the CD out anyway on a variety of things, but you test it out on even things like mobile phones now because people, the medium people listen to now is laptop speakers, mobile phones, uh, in the cars. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to give it a go, but... We must wait for technology to catch up. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, don't know Anna. what I'm doing they're talking into the bottle. plastic bottle voice what can I do oh no it doesn't do anything <laughs> oh dear I wish we knew what this instrument was called I'll find out for you leave it with me because I'm sure it's not Kevin uh, next question from Lee Wood you have a look at that and I'll let's carry on with this uh, do you have any plans to make main range subscriber short trips available through the app as I only use the app to listen now, I have a backlog of these short trips that it would be great to catch up with. Uh, yes, we are planning to do that. That will happen. Not sure when, but plans are afoot now. Also, we should have the podcast on the app. What we need to do is have a podcast range. And there's um, a little bit of a hold up with that at the moment. But thank you for listening to the podcast, Lee. Anyway, even though you can't get it through the app. It's very annoying. I'm sure we double our listenership to two people. Uh, would it be possible on the app to be able to download individual episodes or stories from box sets. This would be useful for box sets particularly. We've been talking about that. No news on that at the moment, but it's a perfectly sensible request. Uh, in some months, I receive several copies of Vortex. Would it be possible to flag customers' accounts so they receive a copy, one copy only with their very first each month? Is there any way that could be an opt-out of receiving the hard copies of Vortex completely? with it being available to download for those that would prefer this. Um, the, all those things, I think, are possible in the fullness of time. Time? We're a small company. We're a small company, and it's quite difficult to instigate changes like that with our small sales team. Um, but yes, 
Uh, we're mindful of that too, Lee. Sorry, that's not a very exciting response. Cheers, says Lee Wood. Sent from Boss. Amazing. Amazing. I can't think of a, one of Boss's lines. I do look like that guy f- at the moment because I've got big headphones on. Yeah, yeah, the Boss computer from the Green Death. Yeah. I can't think of a line from... What sort of things did Boss say? He talked in the very sort of voice oh, like yes, that, isn't it? Is. Very sort of... Let me look for quotes now. I've found out what the instrument is called, but I'm going to make you wait. Oh, no! Stevens. Yes? Process him. Stevens. Yes, it was more like that, wasn't it? Is that wise? It is necessary. Do as I say. Process. It is necessary. (laughs) That sounds sounds like a Cyberman from Revenge of the Cybermen, doesn't it? The beacon is ours. That sounds Doctor. exactly like it, actually. This is the main shaft. <laughs> I'm speaking in American, a rubbish American accent for some reason. I am a Cyberman. <laughs> yes, the invention of the glitter gun. Oh. And that was the end of the Cybermen. <laughs> well, I can tell you, Nick. Careful, careful, I might explode. Bang. Uh, <clears throat> that the coconut instrument of which you were talking is called the coconut kalimba. The Coconut Kalimba. That's right, the original Jive brand. Manufactured exclusively for World Bazaar imports. Product quality not guaranteed through any vendor. (laughs) Great. Sounds like a metaphor for my life. This could be rubbish. This this could be a a terrible, terrible instrument. In fact, Amazon has dictated it as only two stars, with a guy saying, the Kalimba came plain where it was shown as decorated. I was not pleased. What? Oh, it didn't come with decorations. That's annoying. I think I, I want to say that I bought this at the Horniman Museum in South East London. That's what I want to say. But it's so long ago. Not right. a museum I can particularly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very muddled and jumbled. That's, a, that's the problem. You know, a lot of museums, there's a museum on them. Um, in the Silly Isles, which has fantastic content and no organisation. They've even got the, the years for the First World War in the wrong order, a random oh, wrong on. order. Not, not reverse, or yeah, it's just bizarre. You get those ones as well where, they, where you can just tell that there's, they've not got anything worth exhibiting. I remember, it might have changed, it was years ago, but when I used to live in Bexhill, um, which is a sleepy seaside town, I remember going to their museum and just being utterly sort of baffled by um just taxidermy just loads and loads of rubbish taxidermy i just remember it was obviously some except like some you know saying this is what wildlife looks like but i've never seen a squirrel look like that <laughs> um needless to say they, they have it's up been their stuffed game. by someone who ever only ever saw a tortoise <laughs> oh yeah that's a squirrel shell that <laughs> I think now it's got Eddie Izzard's train set or something. Oh, and the Ciliars, of course, the Ciliars was famous, you may or may not know, for being visited uh, by Harold Wilson, the former oh, God. Uh, Labour Prime Minister. And uh, so they ha- have his actual clothes there on a um, mannequin. But I'm sure Harold Wilson wasn't that tall, you know. I, did, yeah. I think he was quite a short man. And there's this sort of massively tall mannequin with Harold Wilson's clothes on. God and for it sp- fits. So maybe maybe he was just, maybe everyone who stood around him was freakishly tall because he always looked quite short to me. Perhaps, yeah, perhaps he was, he was short. Mr Wilson, he, he spoke like that, didn't he? 
For, for a moment, when, when you said Harold Wilson, I, th- I, th- I thought for a split second in my head, because I've been reading all those news reports about the... Who's that? No, no, that's uh, Edward Heath. Edward the, Heath, uh, you know. Who I'm, succeeded him, yes. Yeah. Who won it, the election in 1970. In I know all this because I was alive. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, should, I should know. Harold Wilson is a living, living legend, living legend of, of politics. We only really know his voice through uh, Mikey Arwood's impersonation. I'm really, this is, for anyone not living in the UK, none of this will make sense. Here's the, the sound for you to start listening again. Okay. So we're going to rock right into the emails here. Bow chicka wow wow. And finally, this one here is from Rob. Uh, No surname provided, but we don't mind. So this one's from Rob. Sir Nicholas, Saint of Scaro, and Sir Benji, Kaiser of the Kazoo. Greetings. Uh, I hope this weekend finds you both well. For my part, I've spent a decent chunk of it finally diving into Volume 1 of The Prisoner in honour of it having been your birthday just the other day, Nick. Oh, well, it's over a week ago now because we didn't have listeners' emails last week. There we go. It should have been listeners' birthday cards. Um, (laughs) Whilst my father is a fan of the original television series, I myself have never seen it. So I came uh, came at your reimagining with only tangential knowledge of what I was getting into. And I could not have been more charmed. I'm a big uh, fan of television of that era. Uh, Twilight Zone, Star Trek, Alfred Hitchcock, Doctor Who, of course, etc. So I was particularly impressed at how well the direction, sound design and particularly the acting of Mark Elstob captured the very distinct feel of that TV from the 60s. I will definitely be looking into buying Volume 2 in the very near future. Don't look into it. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. just like Nike. Just do it. That's the catchphrase. <laughs> Big finish. Just do it. Um, oh. One amusing little thing that threw me off. Uh, having listened to so many of the Big Finish podcasts, the music has been ingrained in my mind, associated with certain madcap discussions about death of the Daleks and construction materials. So it took me a moment to mentally switch gears. Oh, yeah, that is peculiar. If you've only heard the podcast and then you come to the prisoner, because of course we use the prisoner theme for the podcast as a form of blatant advertising. Absolutely subliminal. <laughs> Yeah, it's not really subliminal, is it? Not it's kind really. of in your face. In, in your in your face. That's our. That's our. In your ears. That's our slogan. Big finish. In your face. Uh, don't tell my trousers. Don't tell me trousers. Oh, uh, don't tell me trousers. Whoops. I wonder what the Cybermen on N- Nerva Beacon would have to say about it. Don't tell my trousers. I don't wear any. <laughs> They're sort of strange diving material. <laughs> This is the main zip. But they do have flares. We do read Vogue. Being American, I would say zipper. (laughs) Gotta be careful with them. Um, I do have one quick comment and suggestion to make as well, if I may. Big finish... (laughs) And that's the end of the... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Big Finish's classics range has been absolutely phenomenal this year. Between the H.G. Wells adaptations, Cicero and the phenomenal Hamlet release, you've all done a lovely job of bringing this range back to life in 2017. Now, I'm wondering, are there plans to keep up the momentum next year? I don't know, copyright status in the UK, brackets, I am Canadian, uh, close brackets, but perhaps Jules Verne, Dickens, Hugo or Dumas might make some compelling listening but i've rambled on enough and there are other emails to be read well they're not 
they, yeah, they actually end here. Take care, Rob. I think it's Dumas, not Dumas. Oh, but God. anyway, um, I'd, I don't. We don't know about the classics. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, the Martian invasion of Earth, the dramatization of the War of the Worlds is coming up in February, and there will be more Cicero. So there you go. Lots to look forward to there. Lots to look forward to. And I'm already looking forward to listeners' emails next week. Love the oh, emails. Yes. And remember, if you want to contribute to our, our wonderful instrument uh, library, you can now by emailing <laughs> at podcast at bigfinished.com. Oh, love that instrument. Nick, I'll tell you what you need to do. I'm setting you a task. You need to record yeah. uh, that kalimba. Yeah. Um, slow it down and modulate it and see what it sounds like. Whoa. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Time now for our guest star interview. As you may remember, on the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, Mark Gatiss gave us an adventure in time and space a fictional telling of the creation of doctor who it featured david bradley as william hartnell the first doctor and as you know he'll be returning to the role in the doctor who christmas special twice upon a time and in our very own first doctor adventures i should mention yes someone asked in the uh, emails something about um when we'd be releasing that and we do hope to release it you know Maybe quite soon after uh, Twice Upon a Time. Um, <clears throat> returning along with uh, David Bradley in those adventures will be the leading cast of, of the Adventure in Space and Time. One of them being Claudia Grant, the actor who played Carol Ann Ford, who played Doc, the Doctor's granddaughter Susan. So um, I'm almost reading this quite well. So during the studio session for our first Doctor Adventures, I managed to grab Claudia for a podcast interview. Here we go. Hello, Claudia Grant. Hello, Nicholas. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Welcome to the Big Finish podcast. I want to say Claudia Grant because, of course, for the first morning I called you Claudia. <laughs> and you didn't say anything. Were no. you kind of like grinding your teeth? No, because I just, it's a tricky one. You're everyone, fed up with people. Everyone calls it wrong. me Claudia. Yeah. And I tell everyone my name's Claudia, and then they say, Claudia anyway so and then if you correct someone and you don't really know them that well you can seem a bit rude so I just let them figure it out get there in the end well the awful moment for me is just just as you were coming out at lunchtime David had just turned to me and said her name's Claudia by the way and you've been sitting there <laughs> listening to me saying Claudia all morning <laughs> it's alright you were fair, charming yeah. with it so uh, it's okay that's that's the nicest thing, literally, that you've said to me so far. <gasps> what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the, these are we start off with a very self-indulgent question from me, which is, when did you first meet me? Oh, you, well, it was in an adventure in space and time, wasn't it? I think it was in the makeup room. It was. Yeah. Getting and, ready. And I remember at my first encounter with you is that I could hear, I, being a Doctor Who fan, it was mm. really weird for me because you kept replaying the moment when you all meet the Daleks from the original yeah. series. You kept replaying it over and over again on your phone or something? Someone, or someone's, uh, maybe on someone's iPad or something. And I was there having a wig put on me and I didn't know anyone. I was just sitting there with the makeup person doing this and I, I could, 
I thought I was having a stroke or something. I could hear fragments of Doctor Who being repeated over and over again. And I thought, I don't know where that's coming from or why it's happening. I was playing it over and over so that I could get it right, yeah. Because you were doing the little yelp. Yeah. She does that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever it was, yeah. That's quite good. Oh, was it? Well okay. remembered. <laughs> yeah, so, and I was, I was very impressed by that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, um, now then, so what is tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? Tingling my molecules? I don't even know what that sentence means. <laughs> or question, is that a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does it well, mean? It's a, it's a, uh, it means what's exciting you? What's, what, what's, it, yeah, what's good about Big Finish for you at the moment? Um, well, right now, revisiting this character is definitely exciting. Um, so therefore, that's with big finish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just really exciting. It's a really I've done one with you before, obviously, and yeah, it's a really nice. Yeah, one, exactly. It? It's a really nice team to work with. Um, it's really friendly and fun, um, but equally, also, I feel it's kind. Of, it's, 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 I've never experienced this before, actually, in a job where because I'm revisiting a character, so I feel le- I feel less nervous because I know her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel probably more confident, and that's actually a really nice environment to walk into. You're in a really friendly team who are really supportive and really fun, and I also know what I'm doing because I know I feel like I know Susan pretty well. Um, so it's yeah, it's just a really enjoy. That's what's tickling me. Yeah. You do do it very well, and you're you're a million miles from her yourself. Aren't I you? am. I mean, yes. It's a real acting job. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, and that's what's mo- most so fun about it. Yeah, and yeah, I don't think I'm like uh, Susan or Caroline Ford to be honest, but uh, but they're very fun to play. It's it's odd actually for you know for me as the director uh, relating to you because you come in and you're mostly Susan. This is this is the most contact I've had with you not being Susan really. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 you yeah, get a yeah. sort of different. Imp- Impression, impression in your person. head, yeah. Interesting. It's yeah. educational for me. Um, <laughs> what is tingling your molecules? Now you're familiar with okay, that. Okay, yes, yes. That's the best reaction I've had to the tingling your molecules. Oh, really? You're, you're just going, oh, what is that? <laughs> I don't know what, what it is. Yeah. Say it straight, come on. Um, what's tingling your molecules about entertainment in general? This is like a, a snapshot of what you're liking at the moment on television, oh, books, wow. music, anything you like, or all of those. Oh, anything. okay. Um, at the moment, cool. I well, I just went to see Yerma. Oh yes, was just um, Billy Piper, obviously, um, and Simon Stone um, did the adaptation and directed it, and that really tickled me. What? Um, what's, could you give us a little tease of the plot? Um, it's about a relationship and about how um, and 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 a, 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 a woman in her early thirties trying to conceive with her partner, and then about the trials and the kind of practicalities of that. Mm but also the effects of what happens if you can't. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really truthful. It's very... Uh, it is obviously Lorca, so, but it's a very modern adaptation, so it's really relatable, um, and Billy's amazing. And they're all amazing. It's just a really excellent production. Um, and what else? Handmaid's Tale. Oh, the I series, I just finished yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and Better Call Saul, actually. I'm watching that right now. And what? Uh, Better Call Saul. So it's the spin, not a spin-off. It's a, I don't know, whatever the other word for spin-off is of uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So I've, it's by, I've never seen Breaking it's created Bad. by Fink, Vince Gill. What's his name? Vince. Anyway, the same creator. And Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Quite heavy, that, isn't it? Really heavy. Yeah. 
I only saw the movie. I never read the book, and the movie's pretty harrowing. Oh, I didn't well. even know there was a movie. Yeah, it was a yeah. movie made. I don't know the eighties or nineties. Oh right, yeah, because yeah. Margaret Atwood, isn't it? The book, yeah, mm. that yeah, really good. I saw a great interview with Margaret Atwood. Oh, did the other you? Night. Yeah, it was very good. She does Some... a little cameo in this as well. In oh, not really? not this in Hammer's um, Tale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not in this. I haven't seen her around. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, she's in the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Um, don't let me force you if you don't. You know. No. I... I think those are the things that like literally ping out. Yeah, yeah. that's a good snapshot. Yeah. And finally, mm. what is your guilty entertainment secret? And what I mean by that Ooh. is a thing that you like, but, but you, you kind sh- of think yeah. you shouldn't. Oh, you got it, yeah. Well, no, I don't. I get the question. I don't know what that is, though. Oh, actually, it's anything dating related. <laughs> so I love... Um, like Hangover TV would be uh, watching... What's that one called? Chan- or am I allowed to say channels? I don't know. Yeah, 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 uh, first sure. dates yeah. on Channel Four, yeah. where they don't—they've never met—and then they go to the restaurant, and then you see if they get on. Um, if I'm hungover, I'll generally cry when watching that. <laughs> oh no, they're so nice. They finally met someone, and then you see at the end that they didn't even go on a second date, and then I'll probably cry some more. But <laughs> I love the fact that you're worried about saying television channels, and yet you're quite happy to say you were hungover. <laughs> um, the, uh, did you see, it just reminded me, I saw the first instalment of a show on Channel 4 and mm. I couldn't watch any more of it where they got people to agree to get married. Oh, no, I didn't watch that. On- I didn't yeah, based it. on a profile of them, and That's they, they only met. Yeah. <laughs> no, they no. met each other at yeah. the wedding. Yeah, there was something similar to that back in like the late nineties or something. I remember watching that. They they did it via a radio station, and then they made a television show out of it, oh. and it was a disaster. Uh, they hated each other, and she had to do all the housework, and he was a chauvinistic pig, and <laughs> all this kind of stuff. But um, yeah, no, I've not watched that because that's t- too stupid. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. We've reached the limit. I have, of a, I have a level of stupidity. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Claudia. Yeah. yeah. And come down with me. Oh, just throw that in. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's been one. nominated by someone else. I can't remember who, but yeah, that's yeah. the second strike yeah. for that one. Yeah. Love it. Well, it's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'll thank see you, you next week. See you next week. Come dine with me, eh? Oh, blimey. Uh, Claudia Grant there, confessing all during our studio session for the first Doctor Adventures. It's so much fun. Exhausting, but fun. And talking of fun, batten down the hatches, whistle up the latches. It's only time <laughs> for the blooming randomoid selector, John. Cue that epic music. Now, I have to mention an email uh, we got about this epic music. It's from Christopher Wake. Hi, Nick. This is Chris here, the Southampton guy from the Time Lash uh, convention in Germany. How are you as you return from your sojourn in uh, Port Marion? I'm gearing up for my trip to Castle, which is where they hold the Time Lash convention. Uh, and, not to be, I... and not to be confused with the Spice Mines of Kessel. Yeah, no, no, don't confuse them with that. Uh, You might like to drop this into the podcast sometime. Uh, Given your total lack of interest in sporting pursuits, you probably won't have noticed who has also used the dramatic music you choose to accompany the sterling work of the randomoid selectron, namely BBC Sport. Logically enough, they chose Parade of Champions, which is what it's called, the piece of music, to underlie the menu screens on the London 2012 Olympic Games highlights DVDs. Bradley Wiggins, <laughs> Jessica Ennis, Andy Murray. I don't know who any of those people are. And you guys, all in one breath. Smiley face. Well, there you go. 
I, I don't know what I'm, I'm, I'm appalled. I feel like changing the music. <laughs> Just nothing but class from, from the BBC, though. I mean, what great dum, taste. Dum, 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 dum. Maybe we could. Oh, Nick, um, check this out. This is not. This is just holding the podcast up, but well worth it. Oh, here we go. He's off. He's gone off somewhere. He's, in the meantime, here is some music in inverted commas. can't find is the one thing he's looking for i'll tell you what i tell you who i normally blame when i can't find something it's my wife so let's just blame her because luckily she's not here and she will never listen to this podcast yeah i think that's a done deal how you doing benji okay oh what's he got here yeah it doesn't really feel worth it anymore because um, <laughs> it took so long so you say you don't need... worry i entertain them with music oh that's all you all you want so you're saying you need, you want some music well i picked up this this wow. gem in the record shop the KPM other day the kpm music. uh 1970s um library music so this is what they would have used they if they wanted to to have some background music for a tv show and didn't want to particularly pay anybody to do it they would use this and this particular one is called the age of discovery a thematic suite portraying some of the great technological advances of our age. The wow. subject matter ranges from the development of the microelectronics to man's quest for the secret of the universe. Oh, I know that. Yeah, the man's quest for the secrets of the universe. Wasn't that Carl Sagan who did that? <laughs> a legend. I love that Carl Sagan. Wow. But yeah, there let me go. let so me just see the the rear side of the vinyl. Yeah. So it's got that wonderful font. Um, oh yeah. What computer. is that font called? Yeah font but yeah it's it's really good because side a is like face we should say side a is is all orchestral sort of uh, very dramatic beautiful orchestral music and side b is just done on synthesizers it's absolutely it really is it's like i mean you know it even describes them on here you know so so next time you do that the um the randomoid synectotron um, you might want some light ascending and descending figures from a fragmentary trumpet melody <laughs> God, I really do. Yeah, there we go. So that's uh, Brilliant. that's library music there. But anyway, so let's rock on uh, to the random one. Ran? What's random? Rand's come up with your hymn, aren't you? Your, uh, oh, that's Paul um, the um, Paul Darrow autobiography. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's still available, is it? Apparently so. Is it not meant to your be? Your hymn, aren't you? No, no, it is absolutely <laughs> meant to be. I haven't heard mention of it. I can't, I can't actually find it. You, I'll just write your hymn and see what comes out. There we are. Oh, the Roof of the Worlds. Classic Doctor's New Monsters. I've got coming <laughs> up. How do I find it? Where, what, what range is it in? Uh, Big Finish audiobooks. Oh, it's in the audiobooks. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Oh, there. Now, that, this is a lesson in how difficult it is to find stuff, isn't it? Really? bring on the new big finish website yeah that's 
It's really difficult to find. The new website is really good, actually. actually. They've, um, they've integrated mind control. You plug your mind in, you think of an audio release, and it pops up. I can't actually find it on the website, so I don't know how you randomly found it. Oh, you're him, aren't you? There it is. Am I? Yes, yeah. I am. Yes. Okay, let's play an extract. Blake's Seven took four years of my life. I've been an actor for 40 years. How can it be that something that constitutes but 10% of my working life has had such an influence upon my life as a whole? On TV, I have performed in many different programs, series such as Emergency Ward 10, Dombey and Son, Murder Must Advertise, Doctor Who, Making News, and The Legend of Robin Hood. In the theatre, I've played such as Cassius in Julius Caesar, the title roles in Luther and Macbeth, Elvis Presley, and many other parts that I sometimes struggle to remember. But I walk down the street or am shopping in a supermarket, and rarely does a day go by, this is quite true, that somebody doesn't say to me, you're him, aren't you? I do not complain. I don't mind being forever Avon. Before we get into that, there's something I think you should know. In the beginning, Ealing Studios is a mass of unattractive buildings in an unattractive London suburb. On the other hand, it is a field of dreams. Its pale corridors haunted by the ghosts of famous films and legendary performers, not least amongst them such as Sir Alec Guinness, Peter Sellers, Tony Hancock, Jack Hawkins, Richard Attenborough, William Holden, Trevor Howard, Ingrid Bergman, and Sophia Loren. After its glory days when it produced such classics as Passport to Pimlico, The Man in the White Suit, Kind Hearts and Coronets, and The Lady Killers, the studios were adopted by the BBC, and in the late 1970s, a lesser galaxy of stars gathered together to film something called Blake Seven. There we are. That is Paul Darrow reading his autobiography there. Paul Darrow being uh, Avon in Blake Seven, absolute legend uh, of the sci-fi world there and, yeah. uh, and, a, and a cool character to say the least. Well, it's just, I mean, Paul Darrow's career has encompassed theatre, television and film. Famed for his portrayal of Kerr Avon, a ruthless and calculating computer expert in Terry Nation's science fiction series Blake Seven. Darrow has also appeared in Coronation Street, Emergency Ward 10 and many other productions including two guest appearances in Doctor Who. Populated by familiar names and productions, Your Him, Aren't You, is Paul's own story of his life and career. It tells of his association with Blake Seven, how he was cast, his experiences of making the show, what has happened since, and his memories of Terry Nation, the cast and the crew. It also tells of his childhood, his time playing Elvis Presley, and his near miss with James Bond. Yeah, great reviews as well. If you've never seen him, you've probably heard his voice. And what a voice it is, sinister, sibilant and silky, like a cross between Cher Khan and a bar of green and blacks, <laughs> says Mass Movement. Uh, for a man best known for a character whose every line was a snarl, it turns out Darrow is a true gentleman. Or to put it in another way, Avon may be Paul Darrow, 
but Paul Darrow is so much more than Avon, and that was from Sci-Fi Bulletin. So lovely reviews, highly recommended. Nice one, Ran. Nice one, Ran. And also remember that if you do uh, give that one a listen, uh, and you've actually got the book already, um, it's worth noting that this uh, features an exclusive bonus chapter. So there we go. You Very think cool. you've heard it all, but you ain't heard it all yet. That's right. So thanks for that one, Ran. And so, as the podcast finishes its final spin in the great cosmic washing machine of space and time, it's time to put it to the tumble dryer, or simply hanging out the dryer with Nick, telling us all about the latest releases. That's right. So, available for you to listen to right now, this blinking minute, Nick. Thanks, Benji. Dark Shadows, the Tony and Cassandra collection, and the Tony and Cassandra mysteries, 15-minute teas coming up. Don't miss them. They are lovely. Doctor Who short trips, all hands on deck. Caroline Ford as the Doctor's granddaughter Susan. People are loving this. You can also listen to part one of Doctor Who, The Early Adventures, The Outliers, a second Doctor story starring Fraser Hines and Annika Wills. Uh, and yeah, that's free, by the way. That You can listen to that for free, part one. Get in. Uh, yeah, get in. And don't forget Captain Scarlet and the Mistrons. All that, go on. You know you want to. It's the 50th anniversary and Spectrum is evergreen. Plus... Short Trips Rarities, The Switching, featuring The Master. Waiting for Gaddo with The Fourth Doctor. Intuition with The Sixth Doctor. Twilight's End with The Seventh Doctor. And then there's The Eighth Doctor and Lucy in The Young Lions, a Big Finish exclusive. There's so much more. I recommend you have a look at the What's New section of the BigFinish.com website, actually. There's always a lot there. That's it! And so any second now, we'll be teasing you with the first 15 minutes of the Tony and Cassandra Mysteries. Uh, but just before that happens, is there anything that we want to say, Nick? I don't know. I just thought that, you know, you did, even though you weren't around during the last podcast, you did send me some nice stuff and I was able to just edit you in. Oh, that was great I mean, fun. I, I felt yeah. like an absolute madman doing it. <laughs> just sitting in front of this microphone thinking... What comes into my mind next? What comes into my mind? It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, wow. Why is it, why is it coming? Raise his hat. Raise his hat. What wonderful <laughs> imaginations the... you two children do have. <laughs> the fact now, that how can a scarecrow talk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Raise his hat. Raise his hat. <laughs> that's, such a, that's from if uh, you don't know. It's from Wurzel Gummidge, the Crow Man, played by Jeffrey Bailden, and that is the, from the first episode where he uh-huh. first encounters John and Sue, the two lovable children uh, who become friends with. Wurzel. Did I put in the one, the Peter Cushing one? You did. Attack the Daleks. This wow. order cannot be countermanded. Attack the Daleks. Oh, I love it so. Raise much. his hat. <laughs> the cakes. <laughs> Bird of night, hoot not. Oh, bird of night, hoot not. Oh, brilliant. Salmay, Dalmain, Adonai. So that, that's Cat Weasel. That's Cat Weasel, yeah. Yeah, and bird I said that with the Crow Man is, last time. I got weasel. it wrong. Yeah, it's, sorry. It's, it's, it's the same guy. It's the same guy. Electrically. Nothing works. Touch Nothing wood. works. Touch wood. <laughs> Touch wood. <laughs> Normans. Beware the Normans. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. I buy, I buy. Love Cat Weasel. Oh. Owl face. Oh, owl, yes. Owl face. Uh, well, and pe- carrots. 
carrot. carrot. Yeah, as, uh, the oh, the end of the first series of Cat Weasel. Just to think of it makes me cry. It's I'm so quite so sad when he just. But you can't go. Oh, it's oh, you've got to get it on uh, DVD. I've got it. I've got yeah, it. I, I was talking to the listeners, mate. Oh, oh, absolutely, yeah. Cat, cat weasel is. Um, I when I was this is just to extend the ending of the podcast, but why not? Um, when I was young, um, my mum she had a book, uh, Cat Weasel, the, the book, um, that she got when she was little. And uh, she gave it to me to read when I was really young. And it's amazing because it's got all the lovely, all the illustrations inside the book are like very, very similar to the title sequence, which is wonderful, by oh, the way. Yeah, yeah. But so I read the book and then years later, I'm talking, you know, the last five years or so, I thought, oh, I'd love to see Cat Weasel, like, actually watch it. Because I, in my head, I, you know, I'd formulated it all. But yeah, loved it. It's a wonderful, wonderful it's beautiful. series. It's, it's, for those of you who don't know, it's the story about a, um, a, a Saxon wizard who falls through time to the present day. But the present day is, of course, 1970, which is when it was made. It's lovely. It's lovely Sunday afternoon ITV series shot on film, very high production values. Oh, it's, it is it is written and performed and put together with so much love by Richard Carpenter, of course. And one of my favourite things I remember hearing is that Jeffrey Bailden was was asked um, because if if you don't know, Jeffrey Bailden was actually uh, shortlisted to be Doctor Who at one point, and I believe he was asked um, in an interview, uh, you know, does he regret not being Doctor Who? And he said that actually he doesn't regret it because Cat Weasel was much more up his street and much more. He's very proud of being Cat Weasel and, and, and he feels that was right for him. And I think that's nice. Yeah. And yeah. here, here. So here's to you, Cat Weasel. I thought you were going to say, and here he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello there, my dear boy. <laughs> Bird of night, who not. And of course, I worked with him a couple of times as well. A lovely old chap he was and, and uh, sorely missed by all who love him. Absolutely. Um, well, now it's absolutely definitely time for Dark Shadows, the Tony and Cassandra mysteries. And remember, when they meet, it's um, magic. My name is Tony Peterson. I'm a private investigator. Yeah, I know, I know. You think you've heard it all before. Well, trust me, you haven't. I don't look for cheating spouses or investigate insurance fraud. As the sign on the door says, I specialize in the unusual. Why? Because of a dame, of course. A beautiful but deadly witch, and I mean that literally, known as Cassandra Collins. Our paths had crossed a few times, but my last encounter with her had ended in, <laughs> well, let's just say I didn't think I'd be seeing her again anytime soon. So how did I come to investigate the mystery at Crucifix Heights? Well, it all started in a bar, of course. The bar at the Banger Pine Hotel. Same again? Can I? Tony Peterson. Hmm? Yeah. Depends on whether you're buying the next round. The name's Danville. I work for Arcana Limited. Yeah, that's supposed to mean something to me? 
I've left numerous messages with your delightful secretary. <laughs> I haven't been in the office for a couple of days, anyway. What is it you want? I want to enlist your services, Mr. Peterson. <laughs> well, if you've tracked me down to this part of town at this time of night, you clearly don't need an investigator. My company is very good at finding people when they want to. I've never heard of your company. Now, look, if you'll excuse me, it's way past my bedtime. Arcana Limited has specialized in selling unique historical items for many generations. Artifacts that err towards the strange and unexplained. Yeah, I get it. All connected to the occult. Which is precisely why I'm here to hire you. We've heard the rumors regarding your history, your dealings with otherworldly matters. Yeah, go on. We're holding an auction in Chicago, a collection previously owned by Damon Schublick, recently deceased. Schublick? Yeah, I read his obituary, a movie director, right? A legend of the Silent Age, a famous for making a star out of Mona Lockhart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my mother loved her. Mr. Schublick built his mansion, Crucifix Heights, as something of a shrine to Ms. Lockhart. His collection is exquisite. It contains artifacts previously believed to have been purely mythological by our experts. The auction has attracted far more interest than we anticipated. Mm -hmm. And who buys the junk you peddle? As we speak, our esteemed clients will be gathering in Chicago to spend the next few nights at Crucifix Heights. They include the wealthy, the powerful, not to mention the dangerous. What do you expect? You deal in danger, Mr. Danville. We deal in desire, obsession, which, I'm sure you'll agree, can be infinitely worse. So what do you need me for? Mr. Schublick instructed us to deal with his collection in his will. He demanded a quick turnaround. Vetting the clients in time has been impossible. Uh, some attending are unknown quantities. Because of the nature of our work, they could be disruptive. Get to the point, Danville. We need specialized security. <laughs> uh, I'm a professional investigator. I don't do security. We need someone who doesn't, shall we say, scare easily. Uh, look, there are bouncers in the Windy City who have seen a thing or two. This job needs intuition. Yeah, sounds like a quick way for a guy to get socked in the jaw. Don't think of the job as security. You'd be there as a guardian. Experts like yourself are few and far between. Yeah, well, sorry. I'm an investigator, not a bouncer. So thanks, but no thanks. Perhaps you'd like to see the fee? When do you need me? Well, you look like death. Good morning to you, too, Rita. I was out late with a client. Oh, yeah? Which client, Mr. Beam or Mr. Daniels? Remind me again why I hired you. Because I care. And I'm cheap. Alka-Seltzer? Oh, I hate those things. Stop griping or I'll mix you one of my famous prairie oysters, extra heavy on the Tabasco. Uh, don't tell me you've got eggs in your desk, too. A good secretary is always prepared. Here. Whoa. <clears throat> Ugh. Well, so, I got us a pretty lucrative job. Hallelujah! Now we can afford to fix the coffee machine. The takeout from Pedro's is lousy. I hope you don't have any plans for the weekend. Uh, I'm supposed to be helping my dear Aunt Hildy plan her birthday. Your aunt? Well, she's... Yeah, she's ancient. Watch it. 
Well, I could use you in Chicago with me. <clears throat> we'll be flying first class, but if you're otherwise engaged... Hildy's got a few good years in her yet. When do we leave? Later today, if you can manage it. Sure. When it comes to packing, I'm faster than a toupee in a hurricane. Who's the job for? A Mr. Danville. He called you a few times. He's holding an auction of occult stuff in Chicago. What'll we be investigating? This job is more about observing, playing a preventative role. Security. Uh, it's more subtle than that. Hey, beggars can't be choosers. We're going undercover at Crucifix Heights, the house where they're holding the auction. I persuaded Danville that it would be more effective if I weren't alone. So, I'll have to play a part? Sort of. Great! I was in the Methodist Drama Club as a girl. It won't be quite the same. Should have seen my fanny by gaslight. Rita, you're going to have to follow my instructions to the letter. What are you talking about? I hang on your every word. She mightn't be my favorite person, but doesn't this gig seem more like Cassandra Collins's bag? I don't see her anymore. I know, I know. Not since Palm Springs. Those gorgons in the art studio. You ever gonna tell me what you did to upset her? Nothing. You can't kid a kidder. Look, drop it, Rita. She's unpredictable, crazy, and, oh yes, a witch. Nobody's perfect. Look, for the good of the business and for the good of my sanity, I never want to hear the name Cassandra Collins again. Cassandra Collins? I believe you're expecting me? Indeed we are, madam. Welcome to Crucifix Heights. This is quite a place. Mr. Schublick's tastes were as gaudy as they were grand. Oh, that stained glass window over the stairs is particularly horrific. It depicts the ascension of the seraphim, the most important and powerful angels in heaven. Yeah. I haven't got much time for angels. You're not the only one under this roof with that opinion. I trust our chauffeur, Mr. Fathom, made your journey comfortable. He was delightfully... Silent. Every high priest in his tribe takes a vow of silence. To prove their dedication, they cut out their own tongues. Quite a moving ceremony, by all accounts. Indeed. I was told you'd have the rest of my instructions. I know I'm here to bid on a specific item, but not which one. I don't even know the funds available to me. I've been told that all you need to know is in here. And ample funds have been wired into your bank account, I believe. 
So, what happens if I win? There will be further instructions. That's to be opened when you're on your own. Please. Well, you're certainly taking this all very seriously. Your room's on the third floor. There is an elevator down the hall to the right. We'll take care of your luggage. And aren't you going to offer a girl a drink, Mr. Danville? You'll find some of our other guests in the bar across the hallway. A, a little welcoming party, but I'd suggest keeping the alcohol intake to a minimum. I beg your pardon? You'll need your wits to win this item. Others want it too. Desperately, in some cases. The odds are, whoever's employing you won't be impressed if you lose. Oh, Mr. Danville. You are sweet. But I never lose. Hey, Tony, I ever tell you about my second cousin, Vince? He moved to Chicago, made a heap of money. Well, maybe you can look him up. You know where he is? Out there on the darn lake wearing concrete boots, I'd bet. My father's side of the family were all crooked and dumb. Never a winning combination. <laughs> Are we nearly there, Mr. Fathom? He's mute. My perfect man. Now, go over the plan again. You mind giving us some privacy back here? All right, look. People need to be interested in you and not me. That way I can do my job discreetly without anybody noticing. So, you've got money. I'm helping you invest. A few million left by your late British husband. And you're my aunt. I'd have preferred slightly older sister, but... Hey, I don't get out much. And I'm Lady Agatha. Yeah, that's right. I'll think Agatha Christie. When Arnie, that's my second husband, fell off his perch, he left me her collected works. You want to get over to one of her little English villages. You'd make a killing with all those murders. All right, yeah. And getting back to the point, I'm your nephew, Anthony, and I'm your financial advisor. If any difficult questions get thrown your way, you say I handle all your affairs. You worried I can't make stuff up on my own? No, I'm worried because I know you can. Who'd want to live way out here in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, someone with secrets, I guess. And enough wealth to keep them safe. Oh, who are these sad little people? Treat our clients with respect, Miss Collins. Oh, I'm sure this lot can take it. They're one Charlie short of the Manson family. <sighs> I have to welcome our next guests. Try not to start a war. <laughs> 